When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The, the, the only thing Janssen has been poaching has been oxygen and carbon dioxide, i.e. air. <laughs> I thought you were going to say eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. I am the American voice, Daniel Taluk. I am the Nigerian green, white, and green voice, Half Hope. The London suburban kid, Carl Anker. How are you doing? Wait, so you're not Ghanaian? I'm not even American. (laughs) (laughs) So so, so you actually put English before your Ghana roots. Man, that is extremely treacherous, man. I'm I'm disappointed. I said I put London. I put London. Nah, nah, sorry, man. Nah, you you can't. you, you can't take it back now. Very disappointed. Is there a difference? London's bigger. Is there a difference between being English and being London or a Londoner? Uh, I think there is. And my dad says I can't call myself English. I have to call myself British. Mm. But I think my my key trait is I, I come from London. So therefore, I have the London sense of humor more so than the Ghanaian cool headedness. Mm. I'm too tall to be Ghanaian, frankly. <laughs> too tall? What? Ghanaian's okay. rarely above six foot, and I'm six foot two. So. So you'd be like a giant? I'd be, I'm tall for a Ghanaian, man. Interesting. Uh, so, happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Um, hey. well, do you, wait, wait, we can ask very briefly, how come there isn't a Malcolm X Day? <laughs> Let's not. You know damn well what there is in one. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just because, like, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, a set-in race thought up a Martin Luther King Day, but how come there isn't a Malcolm X Day? I had a whole discussion today and I'm not even <laughs> talking tactics extra, man. Talking tactics extra. That's one for the episode. Okay. Right. Um, so anyway, to the football. Let's, let's leave that behind. Where are we starting off, guys? We got Pep. a lot of stuff to get through. Pep Guardiola. It's, it's going to be Pep and everything. Look, man, that is the major story, man. Okay, there isn't a bigger story than that. 4 0. 4 goal. 4 goal. 4 0. 4 0. That's, that's his worst what loss happened? in the what league. What went well? What didn't go well? Why is Pep Guardiola playing Zabaleta as a central midfielder? <laughs> why is John Stones Take it away, boys. In a, in, why is John Stones starting in, in any team? Why does Claudio Bravo pretend to be a goalkeeper? No, no, no. I'm not. You know what? I don't care about any of those stats. The blame isn't on Bravo. Who's it about that? Look, the stat is, I think he's got 21 shots on target, and he saved six, I think. So, like, yeah. 21 shots on target and 15 goals. Bravo's not particularly good at saving goals, shots right now. 
his defence is a shambles. And also because he seems to be rattled. He got nutmegged from your man, from ever. Very often seems shaky as near post. So I think the question now is, when can we reasonably start saying Pep's taken? Are we at that point yet? Is it a matter of going backwards to go forwards? Like it'll get better from here? Or are we thinking like if Pep doesn't make top four, uh, are we going to give him another season? I think he's going to get another season. No question. I think he's Manchester City spent far too long courting Pep. I think they've invested, uh, spent the last three or four years trying to get Pep over here. So they'd be foolish to get rid of him. Um, the squad is in major need of surgery. Major, major need. No, no, no. For, um, for me, it's very simple. I First of all, I think Pep is extremely arrogant. Extremely arrogant. And I think his arrogance is, is what is, is, is killing him because... Pep defensively is is crap. He's a crap defensive coach. Because remember, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's true. Like, no, no, no. It's, it's a fact. It's, it's like, I sorry, I don't do op- opinions, man. It's a, it's, it's a clear fact. What's always papered over the cracks was his possession system. Because if you hold on to possession 70% of the time, that means you don't really have that much defending to, to do. And you reduce the, the confidence the opposing team have of causing your defense any issues because of how little time they have on the ball. So my thing really is that now that you're in a team that isn't as good as keeping the ball as um, Barcelona or Bayern Munich, and you're playing in a league which play much more direct, it's going to come and bite you in the ass, man, which is which is what is happening. A garbage defensive coach would be someone like uh, Roberto Martinez, who could, never defend, who could never set a back four up. Or someone like, uh, uh, if you take a look at Crystal Palace right now, Crystal Palace are very poor defensively. They can't really defend a set piece. The they might see you as bad defensively as Crystal Palace is preposterous. No, but, but the, the, the kinds of goals that Pep's teams have conceded, I mean, that's the Everton's first goal, that's a goal from the freaking schoolyard playground. It was literally no, in like three moves. In the first half, no, no, that's no, really no. That, that goal. That goal is. Uh, I think Clichy loses possession. So Clichy plays a wayward pass. Yaya Torre's fallen back into the back four. Otamendi, rather than staying in line with Yaya Torre, goes forward. So plays everyone on side. So when the cutback happens, John Stones is left in no man's land. And it's made in part from the fact that City's major problem is they don't have a centre-back that talks to the other centre-back. So Otamendi is not a particularly good centre-back for communicating. John Stones is young and very, very raw. Clichy... Zabaleta and Sanya are nowhere near as good as they used to be. City's problem is Pep overloads his players with a lot of information that they have to process all at once. And it only really works if they have uh, a community, uh, uh, a centre-back who's very good at communication. He had Puyo, Busquets, in front of him, doing a great shielding job. And then at Bayern Munich, you've got some superb centre-backs there as well. Uh, to say Pep is a crap coach defensively trying to get his defense to do and I can't believe I'm doing this and you've turned me into a pep defender because I despise defending pep (laughs) well see is the difference more pep is good defensively when he has good defenders if if that makes any sense because you named Pio Busquets Mascherano might have been in there and then you go and yeah and then you go to Bayern Munich and you have Philip Lahm Jerome Boateng Alaba, to a certain extent. A very interesting part about Barteng is Barteng won the Champions League with Jupp before he realised he had to talk to the other centre-back to get the defensive line. 
Yes, he won the Champions League before Pep arrived. An incredibly raw centre-back. But a lot of Boateng's and impression of, and where to stand and that what to do came from Pep. People might scoff at that mostly because Messi murdered him on the pitch. But Boateng is a defender because of Pep's influences. That's a lie. <laughs> What's the truth then, Double H? The, the truth is that Boateng... His improvements came under Heinkes. And he was he was already improving markedly, but I think Heinkes really was the one that really developed his defensive acumen. And then literally when when Pep came, it was just Botex Nashville pro progression. I'm telling you, Pep Guardiola doesn't No, really no, that's defense. that's probably untrue. <laughs> there are then why hasn't he improved John Stones? No, or why, no, there are why quotations. Why is John Stones the worst defender in the league? Tell them that. Why is John Stones the worst defender in in the Premier League right now? That's a preposterous statement. Who's the defender than John John Stones? Then tell me who is the worst defender than John Stones in the Premier League? Brendan Stavrovanovic, Eunice Kabul. Wait, big big <laughs> doesn't even play. Big yes, big booty bo- 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 had he had he played? So you can't you can't use him as an as an example, man. Come on. You no, no, you just asked me for an example and I gave you an example. And now you're going to, no, you don't change, don't move the goalposts. You said, who is a worse centre back? And I said, Eunice Kabul is a worse centre back. Kabul isn't worse than, um, Kabul hasn't made more mistakes than John Stones. No, he hasn't. John Stone has made calamitous, high profile mistakes leading to goals. Has Kabul done that? No. Yes. I, yes, no, I, well, I have a hard time believing either one of you know the ins and outs of Eunice Kabul's career this season. So are we just using Eunice Kabul as a name that just sounds like he's a bad defender? Or do we have actual evidence to support Eunice Kabul being shit? I'm, talking, I'm saying this because I watched Tottenham Hotspur put four goals past Watford and Eunice Kabul was awful. Okay. I think a very interesting thing Hope just said was high-profile mistakes, in part because of who John Stones is and the team he plays for. Um, I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that Pep doesn't have, Pep doesn't have a Puyo. If you want to talk about the great ball-playing centre-backs, right, which is what I like to term, you have a footballer and you have a defender next to him. So Rio Ferdinand had the Vidic next to him. John Terry had Carvalho next to him. There's always a partnership, right? So you have one defender who's comfortable on the ball and can step into the, the midfield and can bark and order set pieces and who can get rid when it comes clear. So PK, when PK went back to Barcelona, he was still quite raw. He was prone to lapses in concentration. He was doing crave turns when he shouldn't be doing crave turns. And essentially, Puyol calmed him down. David Luiz didn't seem to be that great of a centre-back. PSG, and now he's come back, he looks fantastic because he's had Thiago Silva organise set pieces. Thiago Silva's also told him, taught him the beauty of a tactical foul. Who in Manchester City is going to teach John Stones to be a better defender? Company's injured. Otamendi's not good enough. Mangala was awful and has gone off. Who is there really as an on-pitch influence to calm down John Stones and tell Kolarov. him to pass it? Kolarov's, Kolarov's not a centre-back. He's not good enough. Who, who is the centre-back to teach John Stones to be a good player? If I was at Manchester City right now, I'd put in some money for Fonte. Or Van Dijk? No, you're Maybe? Fonte. I think it's become very obvious in the past two or three years that you know, through Southampton's constant change and upheaval, it's become very apparent that it was Fonte that organised that back four, that organised that defence. So I think he's the guy. He's the guy that talks to everyone and tells the centre-back where to stand and where the left-back to stand or the right-back to stand. So I think he's the guy. Quick fix to save John Stones. I, I reckon they should go get Font. Well, but remember, back in the summer, City wanted to get Bob Bonucci and it was looking as if 
Bonucci was going to go move to Man City. So yeah, Pep realized that he needed some defenders. But January is about two weeks away from ending, and I'm still not hearing City going in for any defender. So Pep, mate, man, don't play around. If January ends and there's not a new defender, Pep's not your mate. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, the guy should should, should start answering my my calls, man. Because I'm trying to help him, you know. So it's like if, if 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 he wants help in his thing, answer my my calls and listen to reason. If not, he's won 21 trophies. I don't think he needs to listen to you. Um, Carl, that's, that's his issue. No. Okay, sorry. I think I think when you lose four zero, take the damn phone call from Half Hope. Okay, simple as that. So they have Tottenham next, albeit yes. at home. But they'll win it two one. I'm putting it out there two one wins to Man City. Tottenham, like I have it written here, like Tottenham next, not Granada. Like there's no L chase here. I mean, <laughs> they'll win. They'll win. That's coming. They're, they're at home. They'll win. It'll be a good game, very good game, but they'll win. No, I'm going for Spurs. I think it's but when Tom Hotspur are on song, when everyone's fit, and when everything clicks, they're the best team in the league. No, uh, what best team in the league? Uh, no. Sorry. Yeah, I think Spurs have proven on their day they can beat anyone in the league. They beat Chelsea, they beat Manchester City, they be, they've beaten the two favourites, they beat the two major favourites in the league. I said, though, Liverpool are the best offensive team. The best team overall is Chelsea. Best attacking team, most entertaining team is, is Liverpool on their day. Oh, Spurs have the best starting eleven. Once you start going into Jansen, then we have issues. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I think 1-11... Uh, to 11. Spurs' system, their new system now playing 3 4 3. Which is, is very stolen. Turns dead. Yeah, Ali. As <laughs> Pochettino says that, you know, Chelsea didn't invent it. But I think the, the what's really good about the 3 4 3 is it's turned Deli Ali into a second striker when it means when awesome. Kane isn't on song. Deli Ali can step up and have such a great partnership. It's really good. I think, I really think Spurs will probably, it could be a very convincing win for Spurs next week. Maybe 3 0. Oh, man. Cup. Damn. I mean, Show just a little bit of respect to Pep, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm a Pep hater as well, but I mean, I wouldn't go that far. You know, also it takes full advantage of Rose and Walker's ability. They aren't traditional fullbacks you'd find in like ni- the 1990s. Like they are wingbacks, as it were. They're good, but would you say that they're a bit overrated? I mean, they're English no, they're the playing in England, so they are slightly overrated in that way. But I mean, they're good. So no, right, let's let's stop. Stop. Let's stop and really look at what we mean by overrated. What do you think their current rating is first? I th- I don't think it's ridiculous to say Rose and Walker are the best fullbacks in the Premier League, right? Who else? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, but who else? Are they, um, we're talking about the, the the damn Premier League, man. Okay, which is we've already established the the, the quality is less than the Bundesliga and the La Liga as well. So, what's that saying? You know, really. But that's it. I don't think anyone... Any, they're the best in the Premier League. I don't think anyone's okay. going to call them better than... No, anyone, no, no, no. Anyone. When I say overrated... So they're not overrated. I'm not doing overrated on this podcast. We're not going to call people overrated, underrated. Talking tactics is going to use proper definitions when we talk about our footballers. <laughs> and let's put to bed overrated. Right. I decreed it. <laughs> Whoa, let's have a little conversation about this before we start getting into decrees. Decree? <laughs> decrees. I have decreed. <laughs> like Caesar Augustus. I lost my question. Oh, can someone be overrated and still be number one? Do you, do you understand yes. what I'm asking here? So yeah. I, I think, if, especially left back, I don't think there's a better left back in the Premier League right now than, than Danny Rose. 
But that doesn't mean he's like the best left back in the world. You know what I mean? He's, he mm-hmm. might be the best left back in the Premier but, League. But no one's calling him the best left back in the world. But you would think that that's what they're saying. Do you understand what I mean? Like right back. No. Who's making, who's making this leap? You're making this leap by calling him no, overrated. No. Twitter, chatter, football blogs, football articles. That's what I, I go by. Just by what they I'm yet to see. I'm yet to see any assertion called Danny Same Rose with the best. Kane. Same thing with Harry Kane. People say like Harry Kane is doing very well. Harry Kane is not a world class striker. So people are overrating Harry Kane. Doesn't mean Harry Kane is bad, but people are overrating him. Same thing with Ibrahimovic. I feel Ibrahimovic is overrated. Ibrahimovic is an amazing striker, but I still say he is overrated because he's not as good as what people have made him out to be. Doesn't mean he's bad. I think he's still very good. Same. Simple. Danny Rose and Walker, I just feel that they're not as good as what people say they are. They are good wing backs, but for me, eh, relax on how much you be praise them. Don't praise them too much. That's what's all I say. I mean, I actually I could see Spurs winning like two one. In way? Yeah. I mean yeah. I mean City, you have to admit, they look in turmoil at the moment. Anyway, guys, easy CC. Remember <laughs> Leicester City. People are like, my gosh, turmoil, what's happening? What happened? They yeah. won like three or four straights afterwards. It's all about the next game. Remember Chelsea? When they lost to Tottenham, oh, God, Chelsea, streaks going to turmoil. Look at what happened again. It's all about the next game. Now, if City lose this next game, then let's talk about turmoil. City it's got scored on by like, that. Kid, he looks like 11 years old. Like, this isn't the same as losing to like two Deli Alley headers or something. They got ran. <laughs> like it's well then what about the first half man first half they were the better team in the, the first half I don't care about halves oh. like I care about the score man. and that's the a, score is 4-0 that's a, that's a reach that's a bit of a reach there but we're talking about Chelsea Carl, Carl quickly I was going to ask do you guys think Tottenham can get the, the top four no oh yeah I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here I'm going to say the top four is going to be Manchester 3 by the end of the season ooh I predict a Manchester 3 top four I think I think uh, Jose will probably take sixth place and will double down on winning a trophy, maybe the League sixth. Cup or the Europa League. Of course they're going to be sixth. Could they haven't moved not? from sixth. <laughs> They've been in sixth for the past five years. They've been in sixth for the last 5,000 years, I swear. I swear, when dinosaurs walked in, United were still sixth under Jose Mourinho. Did, did I not say sixth? Did I say fifth? I said Jose's going to take sixth and he's going to go win a cup and then he'll go to... Woodward that he wants 300 million in the summer. I think that's going to happen. The City are most susceptible to drop out the top four. I think this is the year. This should hopefully be the year where Tottenham can break their voodoo and finish above Arsenal. And, but yeah, uh, I predict a, a Manchester free top four come the end of the season. Full of bold predictions, my friend. Chelsea, I, I, I repeat, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, Arsenal. That's how it's going to be, man. Arsenal in fifth. <laughs> Do I need to say this in Chinese, in Thai, in Chinese Taipei? You can say it in the sign language. I, I don't care. Like Daniel, Arsenal, Arsenal, Daniel, Arsenal, tell me which Daniel, tell me which language you want me to, to say it in. I will research and I will say it to you in the language. Arsenal's divine right is top four under Arsene Wenger. Don't no argue. Club has accept. a divine right to anything. I re- I will repeat myself again. Arsenal's. Football club's divine right no to is top divine four. right to anything. Yeah, well, Arsenal do. They're coming top four and they'll probably finish above Tottenham again. Okay, this is a marathon, not a sprint, people. Um, so if Spurs are the team with the best 11, arguably, then Chelsea are the team with the best squad. 
in no part helped by the fact they've got 34 players out on loan at the moment, I believe. Um, but Costa, what do we think? Does he just have a back injury? Has he had his head turned by China? Do they sell? Or do they let him sit on the bench? And we see what happens. Okay. What do you think? Okay. Firstly, I was watching ESPN. Shaka Hislop, who was a goalkeeper for West Ham. Yeah, we, we all know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Newcastle, he's now a talking head here. And he mm-hmm. said something that was fairly interesting. He said that whenever a player complains of a back injury, it's kind of a telling sign because there's no scan or test that can prove or disprove back pain. So whenever you hear someone has a problem with their back, like uh, your antenna should kind of go up and say, maybe there is something that this player is doing here. So firstly, I'll put that to one side. Secondly, I don't know. I'll, I'll answer your question with the question. If I was Diego Costa, I've already won the Premier League. I've won La Liga. If someone's offering me 700000 a week I'm taking it. to play football, I'm taking you, ha- you have to take that, right? Yes. Why do you take it in January? Why not? Great money, but the timing of it feels off. Unless Oscar's been making some moves. Uh, very recently in the news, it's been announced that for the next season of the Chinese League, the teams have a three foreigner rule. Three Chinese origin at any point in time. But Costa is 27, I believe. Might be 28. 28. Might be 28. He's, he's 56. Don't believe that hype. <laughs> that dude is in his 20s, man. That's a part of Costa, Costa is younger than he looks, but... Uh... <laughs> yo, yo. I mean, I mean, no, 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 no. Honestly, if, if he was African, if he was Diego Traore, this wouldn't work, would it? I'm 26, I'm 20. No, bro. <laughs> like, you look at least 60. True. <laughs> but that is very true. It's his double standards. If he was African... People would be asking about Aitzvitz uh, and everything. Does that dude really look in his in his twenties? That guy looks like like one of one of my uncles. Come on, it's kind of a I don't know if it's a good point, but it's a point. He might look like that, and if if that's the hardship that he went through, it might just be genetics. Maybe it's something that he's gone through from when he was born. But if that's what he's living through, if that's what he looks like at twenty eight, can you blame him for taking money? <laughs> because <laughs> there, there's there's obviously a situation that he doesn't want to go back to. <laughs> that can create something that looks like that. <laughs> no, and no, look, I, I'm a Chelsea supporter, so I, we need him to stay, lest this title race be kicked wide open instead of a seven point gap. Without him, we might be in second place. You think if Costa leaves, the tight race, the tight race is back on? Of course, because because Conte doesn't trust Bashuai. I need, I know, no, I need to ask about that, man, because I need to figure out what's happening with that whole. I, well, no, no. Well, for, firstly, before you ask, I don't think you can win a league with no center forwards, and then you're playing a back three with David Luiz and Gary Cahill in it. You're going to find stumbling blocks eventually. You're going to draw games you should win and lose games you should draw. So you, you need Costa there well, in order to score the goals. Like To that, Kurt Zuma is returning, so that will deal with your uh, Cahill problem. Costa deal will cost 30, 40 million. Honey, you've got 90 million burning in your back pocket. Oh, no, 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 the cost of deals 80, if reports are to be believed. Okay, so you've got 80 million from Costa, you've got 50 million from Oscar. You can't, but who, who... That's a lot of money to have in your back pocket. Carl, that's a lot of money in the summer window. In January, not quite. Also, you have to consider the Chinese Super League's transfer window. It finishes in February. 
So there's a two-week window where players can leave. So if Diego Costa, like Valentine's around there, if he decides that he wants to leave, Chelsea wouldn't have recourse in February to buy a new player. You understand okay, what I'm saying? So let's, let me be very so – ne, so let's just spend the Oscar money then. Go out and buy a striker to replace Costa. Who are you going to get? That's, that's better than the current options? That's no, better than – there isn't one. Lewandowski, Aubameyang, yeah. that's it. There, they're not. There're not that many dudes out there that can. The, the, the only name that comes to mind that might be available that's any of any quality is maybe Lacazette, but he's not going to leave Lyon, is he? So, well, for um, fifty-two million. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be a good offer, but who, then who are they going to buy? So then they would have the same exact argument. Like we get fifty-two million oh, on Jan. Uh, yeah, it is their problem because why would they sell him on January twenty-eighth? Let's say. With 52 million left with three days. You gave him 52 million plus one of the many, many, many players you have on loan. It can be done, is what I'm saying. It can be done. Even if we did sell Costa, and even if Conte did buy a center forward, I don't think he'd play him anyway. I think he'd still stick with the Willian, Hazard, Pedro front three. I think you're going to win a league regardless of what happens to Costa. I think you are... Attaining points at such a steady clip, that anything it's a Premier League, bro. Anything can happen, man. Well, no, well, you, you have to consider. Like, I'm a pessimist. Like, oh, me too. It's not over. Are it's, you, uh, it's, so Chelsea, Chelsea it's, are collecting points at sixty. Until it's mathematically possible right that now. we've won, like I will take into consideration every. I'm a I'm a person who doesn't look at WebMD. I'm one of those people, just because like anything that could go wrong is probably going wrong, so I'm not looking. So okay, all right then. All right, from one player that's yeah, from doing a protest, another Dimitri Payet. How are we how are we feeling about Dimitri Payet? We have Payet. We have Payet. We don't have Payet. We don't have Payet. How are we feeling about this at West Ham? Is Payet justified in saying no one wants to play for West Ham? This is how? the inevitable conclusion to an obvious situation that happened the moment he signed for them in that he's too good for West Ham. West Ham fans might not want to hear it, but it's just it's the God's honest truth. Like, he's too good to be at that club. <laughs> I mean, it's like West Ham fans now saying, look, the cheek, the audacity to think that a guy of that quality, one of the best players at the Euros, you, sh- you are justified to keep him at flipping West Ham? Are you kidding me? See, that's, I mean, you're having a laugh, man. That's, that's just being completely arrogant. Guys, leave it in January, man. People didn't listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could probably make the argument that Marseille isn't that much better than West Ham. But what Payet does have with Marseille is an affinity for the club, you would say. Mm. He has he has no attach uh, he has no attachment to West Ham. West Ham fans have an attachment to him. And he's but... also scared of the um bubbles as well. Those um water bubbles. <laughs> It's one of the weirdest traditions. I don't understand. And also, that song is like, it's kind of depressing when you listen to it. Well, what song? Forever Blowing Bubbles. Wow. <laughs> look up the lyrics. It's like, it's not a great, it's like one of those no, nursery no, rhymes no, you say. I want, I want to look up the lyrics. <laughs> it's like what the, you know, the nursery rhymes that are like uh, Humpty Dumpty or Jack and Jill. Like, those are like bad songs. If yeah, like all my like all of my dreams, they fade and die. <laughs> like what? Fortune's always hiding. Fortune's always like, hiding. I searched everywhere. Like that's the song of your club, and you wonder why you haven't won the league. 
that's 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 slightly harsh, but hey. They've won a World Cup in parentheses. Like in parentheses. Kinda they did. Players from your club scored a goal. Scored goals, I should say. Doesn't mean you won the world. So if if you're you're Golden Sullivan right now, are you gonna sell Pyre or are you gonna just let him sit down and collect his wages? What'd you do? You know what? He's gonna turn thirty, I think, in March. I want to sell him while he's 29, even if just for appearance's sake. Because the moment he turns 30, he loses like 10 mil. So sell him ASAP. Like, Billich, be, be real. Look, just be realistic. You mm. can't keep him. He's too good for your club. Get as much money as you can from him and start thinking of rebuilding about him. Look, on this whole thing, look at the goal that Andy Carroll scored. Just start building with, with the money that you're going to get from him. Just deal with the reality. You are not keeping Pyre. He wants to leave. You have no rights to keep him as Western Football Club. These are the realities of life. Mm. Carl, do you think it's in Slavin Bilic's hands? Or do you think it's the board that's telling him we can't let him go because of all the money that we've put into advertisements and et cetera, et cetera? I think it's six of one and half, half a dozen of the other. I think so both. Okay. Very telling that. Uh, any signatures and signs and banners for Pyre had to be guarded the weekend. They were manned by by guards because, you know, I think if you heard the chant, you know, you got some front, you money grabbing C word. <laughs> I thought he was going to say it. <laughs> no, no. I was like, dude. I don't, I don't know. Can, can I say the C word on this podcast? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I mean, kids, uh, kids listen to it. No, you can't. Kids listen to the podcast. Can we? I, I don't think we've decided whether like this is a cursing podcast or not. Like they slip out of my mouth. It isn't. Kids eventually. listen to it. It isn't. I'm saying it so right not? now. It. All right. All right. We can't curse. I'll uh, I'll hold my tongue. Right. West Ham. West. If you know, if I was going to be perfectly blunt, I if, if I was at West Ham, I would have looked to sell him. Probably could have got fifty to sixty million after that Euros for him. Easy. Thirty million in January. Buy two or three more players. Consolidate with a mid-table position, and then. Go out and get the damn targets you were looking for. I think that's probably the best way for West Ham going forward now. Who do you think should be trying to buy Payet then? Arsenal? PSG. Okay, PSG. Mm. I think Marseille's a great I think Marseille's a great deal. I think a team like Sevilla. Um uh, maybe maybe not a top three team in Spain. Sevilla are already stacked. A team of that level, I, I believe, in Spain. and uh Marseille perhaps. Do you guys think Payet at Atletico would work? Mm. No, 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 not really. They are, I mean, they are, they are, they're already set, really. And actually, yeah. no, nah, I don't think it'll work. Bayern? No, 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 no. I think he, he's a very, he's a very good player, but he's, he's more of a, I don't want to call him a luxury player, but he, uh, he, no, he, no, no, he's, no, he's like a luxury player. He's you know like what? You know what? You know what? I think Arsenal should try to buy him. If you think Cazola's not going to be there, I think he's oh, yeah. injured. I, I think he's injured for the next two, three months. He might not play this season, but uh, Wilshere's in Bournemouth, and I think he's his contract's winding down. Ozil's contract yeah. isn't winding down, and he's not signing. Um, and then he's in Africa, a couple of nations. Um, how good is Xhaka really? Coquelin is, I mean, you probably need him for defensive purposes, but I think Payet could play that in the in the holding role. He could play in the number ten. He could play out wide. He's one of those players that Wenger likes having options. If you look at guys like Henri, who can play wider central. So maybe, I don't know. I think Arsenal makes sense. Well, Chelsea doesn't make sense. 
United doesn't make sense. No. City, maybe. Yeah, no, City, no. He's not the, the kind of player that... Um... Guardiola would want. Mm. I mean, it's limited. But, I mean, there, sh- there should be someone out there who's willing to pay 30 mil for him. Um, at you... least, at least, you should not go for at least 35 million. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. I-, I think he signed until he's 34. So it could mm-hmm. be, I-, I don't want to bring up Winston Bogard, <laughs> but it could be one of those. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Uh, well, no, no, well. Well, no. See, that's that's different. See, Bogard, he did he didn't want to go anywhere. The club were willing to sell him, but he just stayed and collected his money. This would be the kind of reverse, where the club doesn't want to sell you, so you just stay there, like kidnapping almost. <laughs> kidnapping, man napping. What do you man napping? Sounds like you're just a grown man taking a nap. Um. So what's next? Well, what's, I, oh. I take naps. Wait, wait. What? Wait. What's wrong with naps? I take naps all the time. Like, Good. Yeah. So don't. I'm laughing right now. I'm not too proud to admit it. Uh, well, I what... just laughed like about an hour ago or so, so. All right, so I have written down here, uh, what's going on with Sanchez? Did you guys see when Sanchez got took off? And he yeah, was like yeah. sulking on the bench. Look, the guy only has two loves in his life, his dogs and playing for football. So can you please leave a guy on the pitch for 90 minutes, please? I mean, it's for his best well, interest, well, isn't it? It's not only is it for his best interest, it's also for Danny Welbeck's best interest because Danny Welbeck needs to play himself into fitness. True. Look, it's great that Sanchez wants to play football. He, he wants to play forever. But <laughs> Vega did the right thing. And I think this this is a, it's a non-story. I think it won't matter next week. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's much it's more, it's more nothing. It's more important for the fact that Welbeck is now getting some match fitness. And my goodness, how I miss Danny Welbeck. Welbs is that guy. <laughs> Wait, are you, know, you being serious or are you being sarcastic? I love Danny Welbeck. How can you not? He's a wonderful it, human it, being. It sounds like a little bit of both, Carl. Like you're gassing him up because you like him. But then you also have like this this kind of knowledge in the back of your mind that he's not as good as I'm making him sound. Did you never – What did you miss Welbs is that guy? That guy Welbs? I know what that guy Welbs. I know about it. But I'm just saying that like – Welbs is that guy. Oh, is, is he guy, a favorite footballer? Wells. Is he a favorite footballer? He's one of my favorite footballers, undoubtedly. So, so who is so so who is your favorite footballer? Because I think Sanchez is Double H's favorite footballer. So let's get to know Carl, your wait, favorite footballer. Easy, wait, 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 favorite football of all time or currently? Currently. Oh no, for me it's between no, it's between um, Robin. Oh, but, oh, no, 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 sorry. Favorite footballer right now, sorry. Oh, easily Marcelo. Either Marcelo or Chez. It's between those two. Marcelo and, and, and Chez. Carl? Uh, Pogba and Herrera, I guess. What the heck? Herrera. <laughs> oh, yeah. Herrera is fantastic. Herrera is a little shit. I, I almost saw. Herrera is a little twerp. <laughs> and why, and why, why would you like a little twerp? Why would you... Because that's he's, what I like in football. Because he's 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 like Oscar in that way, you know, like the baby-faced yeah. assassin, oh, like, like you said yeah. before. Herrera grabbing Firmino's shirt during the counterattack in the Manchester United Liverpool game was my favorite part of that match. Was it wasn't Herrera the one who picked up uh, Mark Noble, or did Mark Noble pick him? Mark, up? Noble, Mark Noble picked up Herrera and skilled him off the pitch. I, he's fantastic. <laughs> mm. he, he tactically fouled. He really, really, he's really good at fouling to the point where he 
he will almost get booked and he won't and he'll start again. He's a, he's a phenomenal cheat. That's what I want when I play football. I want someone on the pitch that I know is not only going to make me play better, but make the other team actively play worse due to all of his shenanigans. But again, we're getting waylaid. Uh, <laughs> What's next? Somebody pick a topic. Real Madrid. All right. 40 matches unbeaten and the streak has been broken by Sevilla. Is Zidane a good manager? Is he a good manager? Is he lucky? Is he good and he's lucky? What do, what do we know about Zinedine Zidane's tenure as Real Madrid coach? What have, you, what have we learned? What do you think? I would say that Real Madrid losing is probably a blessing in disguise and that they don't have to focus so much on um, we need to keep the streak alive. We need to keep this going, if you know what I mean. And also, I have this thing mm-hmm. where, where managers, if, if you don't lose, like drawing maybe, right? But if, if you're winning games and there are issues that are going on in the club, like you don't like a certain player's play style or whatever, losing is a great deodorant where it covers up a lot of problems that might already exist. So when you lose as a manager, you actually have time to point out these things with players' attention. So I feel like Zidane, if he is a good manager, to your question, I'm not really sure how good he is as a manager yet. Um, it's his first big job. I think he got one of... Um, Real Madrid's lower league teams, Real Madrid B or C, whatever it is. He, yeah, he got them relegated. So <laughs> I'm not sure how good he is. He does have is, – is Real Madrid the second best squad in the world after Bayern Munich? Because I would say Bayern have the best squad in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean – And then I think Real Madrid then have 1A or would that be 1B? So I don't know how good Zidane is, but I think this is an opportunity for him to make changes that need to be made and kind of kick his players up a bit. Because, I mean, if you look at the league table, they're not up by that many points. Um, They do have a game in hand, I think, so they can go to four points. But Mm -hmm. I I think it's more of an opportunity than anything. If they don't win La Liga this season, um, the entire team should forego their salary for a whole year because... (laughs) What's that? Nine years without winning your domestic league? That is nine years quite, and you Real Madrid. That's quite a take. take. <laughs> Double A's is full of the hot takes. Two Champions League medals. I think there are many clubs in Europe that would take that. Mm, I don't know. I think there are a lot of clubs that would go nine years with no domestic title to win two Champions Leagues. Uh, and seriously. Mr. Sledner. No, no, sorry. sorry. That is no excuse. No excuse. Don't you think that winning a league is a better measure of how good a team actually is. And that the Champions League, at the end of the day, with the draws, it's just a matter of luck. More, more than actually proving yourself out over 38 yes. games, home and away. Absolutely not. Daniel makes a very good point. Champions League may be the bigger competition and much more glamorous, but I think I have more respect of a team that can win a league title multiple times rather than, what, two Champions Leagues in, what, five, six years? No. Like winning league titles back to back over multiple times is is a far greater achievement than winning two cup competitions in the space of eight years. To to follow your logic, last decade Manchester City have been more successful than Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, no, 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 yeah. Because Man City have won league titles, and Real Madrid have won, and also in and against Atletico, you should have lost that final. So. But they didn't. But they should have. They should have lost both, but they didn't. No, 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 no. This the second one, no. The first one, 
they were like 20 seconds away and they were outplayed. Atletico totally outplayed them without Diego Costa as well. Atletico outplayed them. The second one, I thought they were the better team in the second final. They were the better team. And Whoa, didn't Costa play, but for like a yeah, minute? Yeah, yeah, for like what time? <laughs> if Costa played, they would have won that game. The means for that were great. <laughs> like his, his heat, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, my parents on home jokes. All right, oh, if, what, what he he had to go to like some weird doctor to take horse placenta. You guys remember yes, that? Yes, he did. Horse what? <laughs> remember when horse placenta was a thing? Around about 2010, Van Persie got fired for his yeah. placenta. It was a uh, it was a thing. A protein. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It, it was high in protein. Like a drug or something? Or double Do you know what a placenta is? I've heard of it, but um, I wasn't I wasn't so good at science, so you know. <laughs> you know what? I don't, hey, you can get, you, you can know what? Uh, Carl, Carl. turn into pills now, so why not? I was gonna go through the effort of explaining placenta, but I decided against it. Um, <laughs> please, I mean, please don't. I I I left school a, a long time ago. Don't remind me of stuff. I'll 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 bing Just, it. Don't. Okay. How about? You school us I will now. Bing it. I will bing what the placenta is. I'm going to bing it right now, actually. You're going to bing it. <laughs> bing. <laughs> you, you yes, I don't, bing. I, I don't use Google. What the, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what the f- <laughs> Bing. Oh my god, what the heck? <laughs> That connects the, the developing people <laughs> to the Ukraine wall to allow nutrients uptake. <laughs> Who uses Bing? <laughs> Spider-Man does. <laughs> oh my god, that is. And uh, yeah, no, oh yeah, no, sorry. Oh, you're insulting Bing. Yeah. Google, I am not, sorry, Google are for the really cool people. Same thing with, with Apple. Oh yeah, I've got oh. Apple. I use Google. No. I have an Android and I use Bing. Thank oh, you. Shit. He says, yeah, I'm going to bing it. <laughs> I've never met anybody who uses bing. <laughs> you know what? It, it even frustrates me on my um, on my Mac. Like the, It gives you like default options. Mm. If you want Google to be your default search engine, bing or yahoo. If it's mm. bing or yahoo, mm. like I'm frustrated because it just looks dumb. But um, anyway, let's do some questions. Oh, do you guys want to go into AFCON? Or you guys want to wait? AFCON. AFCON. Look, man, laugh all you want, man. Bing is, is, is a uh, damn good search engine, man. So. Anyway, at least we touched you what Pasita was. So, yeah. AFCON. Group A, everybody drew one one, so who knows who's going to No, no, no. I'll tell you all the scores and, and I know all the scores off head, man. There's only been one winner so far. Although Morocco are looking good for a win here. Still zero zero. I think Senegal beat Tunisia two zero. Yep. Um Algeria Zimbabwe was a pretty good game, although it was but very very no, that's that's been the best game. Best yeah, game but it was during the um United yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool game. Yeah, so. no, no, I was I was watching both games at the same time, but I actually watched the Algeria Zimbabwe game a lot more than the United one because it was it was just a better game. So, I mean, I I think the first day was good. Like, um, you thought uh, uh, 
Cameroon Burkina Faso was good. Gabon Guinea Bissau was like it's, it's it was a typical opening game, man. Like they, there, was a, there was a ninety minute goal in there, wasn't there? Or eighty nine? Yeah, no, no, it was more like eighty fifth minutes. Uh, Ivory Coast and Togo drew today. I didn't know Adeboyo was still in, in in the Togolese team. Congo just scored. Oh, lovely. Who got the goal? Anybody we know? Kabanga, I think. Wow, what's a, what? that's a very celebration. Yeah, man, yeah, they just scored. How are we finding AFCON? And uh, to our UK viewers, have hope. Can you tell them how we can watch it? Okay, first question. Um, AFCON, slow stats, but I think it's actually been building up, and I think it's definitely has proven to be what I predicted. It's a very open tournament where there are no easy games. All the smaller teams, all of the favorites have struggled. Algeria have struggled. Ivory Coast have, have struggled. So I think it just shows that it's going to be very close, all of the, the games fully. And secondly, how to watch it, I recommend £5, one month pass on your tablet or your Android Eurosport player. I think it's definitely much worth the price. So... Okay, well, thank you. Are you still standing by your predictions from last week as to who's going to win? Yep, Egypt, yep. Although records show that North African sides do not do well outside of North Africa, especially in, in like West Africa, but Egypt did win on West African soil when they won in, in Ghana, against Ghana. So I think that they could potentially do it again. Okay. Um, any other conclusions you've, you've made from the opening games? Riyad Mahrez scored for Algeria. Look, man, one-man team. Zimbabwe should have Algeria one-man team? Yes, yes, 100%. Yes, one-man team. I I watched the the game against Thingy. You know, it's like these guys are not doing enough to help Mahrez. Like, literally, Mahrez single-handedly got them back in the game. Like, Zimbabwe should have easily closed that out. When when Riyad Mahrez, the Algerian Messi... I'm pretty sure that's already happens. Uh, like, how many other Messies are there? Because I know Salah is the Egyptian Messi. Isn't isn't um, Anatovic like the um? What's the um? Austrian Messi. He seems more like Ibrahimovic light to me. Yes, Anatovic. he does. But if they're calling him Messi, so be it. I don't know. I'm sure there are, there are many Messies. Um, oh. but anyway, Carl. Our countries clash. I mean, we're recording this on Monday, so by the time you guys hear this, it might have already been done. But uh, I don't, I don't know what to expect between Ghana and Uganda tomorrow. I'm expecting a nil-nil, if I'm honest. Um, maybe Ghana wins one nil, but I, I feel like we should be we being Uganda, we'll be organized, compact, try to frustrate you guys, maybe get a goal on the counter. But uh, I don't know. What, no, for what, me, I, mean, I think that based on how the Nations Cups go, and this Nations Cup as well, I feel that a lot of the so-called favourites will struggle, and the so-called smaller teams... I mean, look at what Guinea-Bissau did, what Zimbabwe did. I think Ghana will find it very hard against them. Asimov Jan, again, being the main striker, I don't know how well advised that is. So I just think that I, I, could, see a, I could see a 1-1. I could see a 1-1 in there, you know. Um... Carl, you got any inside info on Ghana? Or are you just watching as as a casual fan? We are very... We're so wasteful up front. 
Uh, I smoke Jean again. Why do you still have Jan, man? What, what, what kind of raw rubbish is that? Jan, do you know how old that man is? Who should who should yeah. your striker be? If, if well not, any young boy, Balotelli. <laughs> it should be Danny yeah. Welbeck and Balotelli. They chose to play for Italy and England. No, but so like of of eligible people, if you take out politics of Jan, like who should oh, really I, your striker be? I, I, or 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 is I, he still the best option? He's the best option for the football that Avram Grant wants to play, which is not particularly enthralling. Um, I'd quite like to see Andre Ayew as the tip of a 4-3-3. They had to play off him, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Atsu is key. Atsu is very key. He is he's the key man. I want I want more from him. Yeah, he's a Chelsea player, he's by the way, and I'm quite scared of him. Very cool. Um, very cool. Wait, I, I think he was a player of the tournament uh, in the last... Africa Cup of Nations. He was great. He was great, but his decision making is is very poor, very suspect. If he could, if it clicks and it turns on, I think we could win two uh, nil. But I, I think this is a one one draw. I think this is Ghana being dominant and very wasteful, and Uganda scoring via set piece. I think that's how it's going to end. The but I still think Ghana's going to win because I think. Well, my dad will hit me if I don't think Ghana's going to win. So there you are. <laughs> And rights, rights for <laughs> Yeah, man, let's get into these questions. First question um, from a guy called Have Hope Huts um, at Talking Tactics. Why isn't Double H more prominent in the show? How come he always gets kicked around? <laughs> Can I answer that? Go for it. Um, I don't know who this guy is, but... Uh... Um... So yes, it's, it's, it's probably a guy trying to pretend to be me, but I'll, I'll, I'll happily answer the question. <laughs> Why is you know look for me I I think it, it's all down to my two co-hosts you know I think it's down to them you know they're the people who are kicking me around you know so until they change their attitudes towards me and are a lot more um, accommodating towards me the um, disrespect and the insults of half of will continue on talking tactics henceforth. Uses <laughs> Bing. That's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Bing is an amazing search engine. I don't know what what, what you're talking about. Bing is better than Google. I'll say whoa, Bing. That's why I'm looking around. I mean, look, is is Bing the reason you feel like Bill Gates owes you money? No, 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 no. For me, no. To be honest, like it's the same thing. Why I have an Android. I I hate going with the crowd because everybody uses Google. Everybody uses iPhone. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go with it's better, crowd. not because it's following the crowds. No, but the, but the thing though is that initially I did it because of that very immature reason. But Bing is actually better than Google, and especially for images right. as well. Well, 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 well. First, let me clarify: I don't know if Apple phones are necessarily better than Android phones, but Bing is Android definitely not better, better than, than Google. IPhones, yeah, Android phones are better because iPhones Google. are all at the behest of Android Apple products. And Apple phones. Come, come, come again, Carl. More people in the world own Android phones than Apple phones, so the crowd is Android. So, uh, that's a lie. Man, no, 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 but iPhone is a cool thing. It's a lot cooler, so. It's not a lie. More people in the world own Android phones than Apple phones. Android has a larger market share. Is that because Android's an offering true? system. Yeah, so you, you remember the crowd, my friend. <laughs> Join us. No, Your life is a lie. I like to look that up. I, I'm currently using your Samsung phone right now. Anyway. William, because he says what he takes and uses Bing. Pretty much. Um, we don't bully. <laughs> it's not bullying. It's all love. All love. All love. 
at or this is from at real foot God. So we already know this is going to be a Cristiano question. Is <laughs> Double H worried or scared going to the next World Cup since Cristiano has a really good chance to win it with Portugal? Oh, God, bud. I feel like this is a nonsense question because I, we don't even know the groups. Like, how, how are we going to know that Portugal have a good chance to win? I'm not scared. Is anyone scared? I'm not, I'm not scared. They didn't win a group. Oh, they didn't win a game in the group in the Euros. So are they going to beat, like, let's say they get in with the South American team. Are they going to beat Brazil? Are they going to beat Uruguay? Oh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they won't get in. 2026 World Cup that has, what, 600 teams in it? You know what? You know what? Maybe, may, maybe we can wait until the Confederations Cup until we get a better idea of what Portugal is going to look good. like at the World Cup. I think it would be very good at Confederations Cup. I think their defensive system is... Uh, they play, they're, they're very strong at the back. They've got some very good youth players coming through. Cristiano is still good at putting the ball in the net. He was he was awful against Sevilla. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> want to say one game is going to influence what happens two years from now. As, well, one year from now, but still. To talk about, it's, it's very premature to be talking about World Cup. Right. Um, uh, all right, so from... Although, if, if you want to pick one right now... Uh, if you want me to stick my neck out and say he's going to win the World Cup, I'll say Germany again. Why not? I'm going France. I'm going France. Double H, you have like a way too soon World Cup Chile. winner? Chile. Ooh, good choice. Good choice. This question is from Fab Pacino. Who should Arsenal get when Wenger goes? Because there aren't many managers who are looking to leave their current club. If I remember correctly, I think there are Allegri rumors. Simeone is always linked just because he's the I best am. manager, not in the Premier League. Um, I th- I think Allegri makes sense. Go get Italian. an it's like get 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 an Italian man. If you can't beat him, join him. Ranieri won it won it in league title. Think you want to link to get Allegri? I mean, yeah, but Watford have an Italian. Like Ranieri it's, might get relegated. Ranieri <laughs> might get relegated. Ranieri's not getting relegated. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. you're here right now. Leicester City are going down. That's how the story is. No, they're not. They're not getting relegated. Uh, uh, who is the Sevilla manager, the Chilean gentleman? Sam Pioli. I think he'd be. I think he'd do very well. Although he's bold, and uh, I don't think a bold manager's ever won the Premier. You know what? So that's a problem. You know what? Napoli's manager, sorry, he might work. Yeah. No. I think no. I think they, they need a tactician. You know, I just think something completely different from from, from Wenger. Just like it would be interesting right. to see a completely different approach to what they've had, I think will be refreshing and, and, and different. Because like Sampoli, Sari, they're all sort of similar in their philosophies. Whereas like an Allegri, Simeone are a bit more different, you know. I think Which they're both would be interesting as well. He's being touted. He's been rumored multiple times. You know, I, I'd like to see an English manager get a big job, see how it works. I mean, who was the last good English manager of a big team? Would be I mean, Sam Allardyce West. Are West Ham a big team? He was paid 13. Moyes. He was the 13th highest Everton. paid coach. Moyes. Moyes. Moyes is Scottish. Moyes is Scottish. Scottish. It's a George Graham? No, to be honest, I think probably either Hoddle or Venables, but that's the national team. Who was the manager before Winger at Arsenal? That's 20 Graham. years ago. George Graham. George Graham. Right. Yeah, that might be it. Like it's it's not in vogue to hire English managers. Yeah, English. I think that says more about 
the dearth of good coaching in this country and the way how hard it is to get your necessary badges it's it's very difficult to get badges in England it's taught here is quite rote mm. do, that, do that and a level of experimentation isn't particularly great grassroots football has a problem like who's the last English probably... manager to win the league it must be from before born or 91 uh, you have a small cloth <laughs> It's like the 1970s. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang on. Google is your friend. Google is your friend. Bing, bing. You hear bing, that? Bing, 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 bing. I mean, I, I think Arsenal won the league in 91. So maybe that's a that's a George Graham side, potentially. Um, no, 91 was Leeds. Uh, so it was Leeds. So it's how, yeah, it was 91, 92. Howard Wilkinson. So the last, it was the first division. So English managers never won. At the Premier League. This is where English people start going British <laughs> and to include oh, people from Scotland, like uh, Andy Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. They're very good British. This is from JustDeezGH um, at Talking Tactics. Don't remember if y'all covered this in the past, but I'd like to know how you feel about the lack of black coaches at AFCON. Out of the 16 teams represented in the tournament, there are only four managers that are native to Africa. That's such a bad look. Can I speak on that very briefly? As well, as well no, I'm an extremely biased person. So the countries I look at and I'm really fully behind are the ones that do have local coaches with them. So I'm fully behind Guinea-Bissau, I'm fully behind the Democratic Congo and I'm fully behind Senegal. Colonialism, racism, call it what you want. There is still this idea that the white man is just better at stuff. Even if this, even if these managers that you hire have been rejects and have achieved nothing, it's at Europe, you will still give them a shot over one of your local coaches. It's amazing. But then you look at what Keishi did with Nigeria. You look at what Ebenge did with the Democratic Republic of Congo, taking them to the semi-final two years ago. You're like, man, give a brother a chance, man. Damn. I mean, uh, Togo played Ivory Coast today, and I was looking at uh, the Togo coach, and his name is Claude Leroy. Yeah. He was well-known. And I was like, how many African clubs or how many African nations has this guy managed? Oh, and I went several. through, and he's managed Cameroon, Senegal, DR Congo, Ghana, Togo, and Congo, uh, just the Republic of Congo. So he's managed one, two, three, four, five, six African nations. And I believe, is the Morocco coach the one that did Zambia? Oh, yeah, um, Renard. Renard, yeah. Like, they just passed them around from place to place. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Like, it's very much maybe the inkling question. Like, is the coaching talent there? Or is it, like you say, is it a matter of, you know, you're more likely to hire a European? No, I, I, I just know. think it's, it's a lack of belief in... Because, first of all, you look, you look at a Zidane. I believe that, again, not every player makes into a good coach. But I do believe in having a connection with your players and your team. So a guy who is local, who played previously for the national team, has his coaching badges, 
he will have a certain connection with the fabric of his players than what a foreigner will do. Hence why Nigeria played such good Nigerian football under Keshi, you know. But then a European just, let's say, so you look at you look at Ivory Coast or these people, like especially Ivory Coast, they're a perfect example. They play like Euro Europeans, you know. That's because they've had so many European coaches and a lot of issues with these African teams. Hence why they don't do so well at like a World Cup is because you can't beat a European team at their game. So if you try and play in a Europe-based style, the whole passing system, wingers, putting it crossing, you're never going to beat a European team at that because that's their game. So the thing is that you have to fail. Sometimes you've got to go backwards to move forwards. You've got to trust in your local coaches and keep going behind them. Even if you feel like the tournament, keep going behind them, keep going behind them. Fund academies. Actually um, put money into the training and the better organization. And you've got to give a local coach like two or three tournaments, like two or three, like four or five years to try and build something. But if you just sack here, sack there, sack here, sack there. I mean, like, it's a thing where, do you think a coach from Nigeria could ever coach Italy? No. Do you think a coach from Uganda could ever coach Germany? Like, they they will live and die with one of theirs. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's no way you would find any... (laughs) <laughs> not even you don't even have to go to Africa. Like a Portuguese person would never manage Spain. A Spaniard hey, no, would no, never no. manage Portugal. Like they you wouldn't find this in European football. Like they they have their brand and identity of football. I was actually very shocked when England hired Sven. That was surprising. I didn't think that would happen. Hmm. So I mean I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't want to come out and call it blatant. Is it slave mentality? Is it? It is. It is. It is. A whitewashed brain. I don't want to say that because there are some places that definitely do hire people from their country. But I don't know, Carl. You got any ideas? You, you want the best coach for the job, and again, it's a case of where, where are the best coaches in the world. If the majority of coaches at African Cup of Nations are not, then you have to look at what is the state of coaching in Africa. How easy is it to get your badges? How is it taught? How how is grassroots football in Africa? And I imagine Africa is underfunded from what we know of, you know, from what little I know. And, you know, this is from what little I know from, if you know, I can switch on my PlayStation right now and load up a game of FIFA and there are maybe three African nations in there. The respective federations, for what reason, cannot sign a deal with the makers of the FIFA computer game to get their game in there. And it's, it's, it's those little things that lead me to believe that wider infrastructural problems that mean wonder coach from Nigeria, probably can't get the opportunity he wants. Very, very good African coaches coaching under 14. That will probably never coach a national team because the national team doesn't look for coaches in the way that they should be. Um, much in the same way, there's probably some very, very smart coaches in grassroots football in England picked up because the English system for picking up coaches isn't particularly good mm. due to the way we work on our badges. Mm-hmm. It's a uniquely African phenomenon. I'd say it's a lot more pronounced because you obviously have predominantly black being managed by white managers. So I think your brain just notices the disconnect a bit more. Uh, have we got another question? Uh, I'll look. Yeah, we do have a few more. Uh, would you, <laughs> this is a troll question. Would you rather have CR7 or Lewandowski as your striker? Lewandowski. Um, do you think Simeone has been exposed? The team hasn't changed much after that uh, Real Madrid beatdown. And winter break, I don't have a 
finger on the pulse of Atletico Madrid, maybe like I should. So if one of you does, maybe you can give Mr. Mm. Pacino I mean, I, I an answer. I just think that they're lacking a striker, man, you know. And Gamero hasn't really worked for them. Blondie is Blondie. And I just <laughs> think that without that striker, striker, you know, um, it's asking too much for Griezmann, Koke, Carrasco, and Saul to keep on supplying those Gs. They are they are all only midfielders, and they've got other work to do. You need that finisher who only is built to finish and get you those winning goals. So it's rare. This is the problem. There's a there's a dearth of good strikers in world football right now. True. I mean, it's slowly getting back. They're slowly eking out, but yeah, definitely compared to like the late nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, man, there are not that many strikers around. You know what? It's just, it's probably it's, it's not being trained. Everybody wants to be an attacking winger now. And you so. know, like two strikers aren't being used anymore. Very, and that pisses me off so much. So man. I mean that only one player in the U system, if you want to like field a starting eleven, might be like an out and out number nine. And how good is that one going to be yeah. in the U system? Like mm. when you have two, you have twice the chance of creating a really good striker essentially. And also, it's, when you see teams play two strikers. That's why some of these young defenders have problems marking two strikers because for their whole mm-hmm. life, yeah, they've only marked uh, one striker. So there's been two on one, or, or, or like incoming midfielders running in from midfield. So yeah. Oh, Carl, yeah. you had yeah. a point about Wenger. The point about how the academy system is essentially it's teaching players to be multi multifaceted and able to do everything. But what you're doing is you're coaching out the ability to just be an out and out number nine. That's a very interesting thing is. Barcelona very rarely make number nines. They buy them. Uh, so the La Masea very rarely produces number nines. And if a player is a record goal scorer at youth level for Barcelona, uh, they very rarely make it the first team. So Barcelona's youth level, I believe, is Bojan Kirkic, who is now playing for Stoke. And also, you know, when you look at teams now, you know, the, the, the more dynamic teams at the top of the Premier League, your Spurs and your Liverpool, what you need from a number nine, you can't just score goals. So this again puts a premium, a ball in there. Then Jermaine Defoe is still worth arguably double figures. <laughs> He's age. I think is he the most underrated uh, Premier League player of all time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, I think J- Jermaine Defoe's rating is on point. No, it's not. Okay. No way. <laughs> I, you know, I'll laugh. No, 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 no. I'm laughing because I forgot about the de- the the, uh, the decree you made earlier. So I just asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> Void of his decree about well, underrated, overrated. Well, here, here we go. Does Jermaine Defoe get the credit he deserves? Do you think? Well, he does is score goals. So, so why is he playing for Sunderland? No, but I'm I'm saying like, why would Tottenham let him go? Tottenham need a more dynamic centre forward. And that's why okay. when, you know, a bigger club needs a more dynamic centre forward than someone like Jermaine Defoe. If you, a good example of this is the goals that Costa is scoring for Chelsea right now. Costa is more or less dug a goal out from out of nothing. Jermaine Defoe, Jermaine Defoe is the exclamation mark or the full stop that comes at the end of a sentence rather than the sentence itself. He finishes it. He does not write it. Um, which is why he's always going to have some value because some teams, all, you know, all they need is someone to kick the ball into the net. This is also why Janssen's having some difficulty. <laughs> Janssen, for you know, you, you'll come. I, I want him to come. Carl, don't he, you? Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah, I, I, a a defensive now. Janssen. Let's do it. Go for it. You know, I hope will come good. But again, he, he's 
come most good. of his goals come from capitalizing on mistakes in the six yard box. He he poaches. Spurs need a system that requires a little bit more. The, the, the only thing Janssen has been poaching has been oxygen and carbon dioxide, i.e. air. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the only thing Janssen can can, can poach is, is flipping eggs, man. Expire the eggs. As well. useless, useless oh, oh, by the but, way, um, this just came in from uh, Sky Sports. It says Dimitri, Dimitri Payet will only leave West Ham United for Marseille due to family reasons. I don't know where Payet's from. I can look it up quickly. So maybe they yeah, could give his family's already in Marseille or, or, or something. They've already yeah, moved. so so maybe he needs to leave for. Oh, he's from where is this? Reunion is that in Madagascar? I'm serious. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, maybe he's, I think he's... Yo, he's from an um, island off of Madagascar. Yeah, no, no, that, look, he That's does. owned by the French, La Reunion Island. Yeah, man, he doesn't... That's crazy. I see, I see, I see. Are there any that, other that, football? That's your new fact for the week. So I'm pretty sure he settled down to Marseille when he was playing there. So apparently he'll only leave for West Ham, which, which makes it strange that he said he wouldn't play for West Ham. If you if you're only willing to go to one place, why would you be so stringent or strident in the fact that you will never play for West Ham? You understand what I mean? If there's only one place you want to go, surely you play. And if the move happens, then it happens. Ah. So there we are. Any other notes, gentlemen? Any bold predictions for next week for fantasy football going forward? Fantasy football to our listeners. Yeah. Yo, start Pedro. Against Hull. Pedro, 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 my Pedro, vice Pedro, captain. Pedro, Pedro, Pedro. Uh, do we sell or do we keep Costa in our teams? Sell. Don't sell him. Oh, how, how does fantasy football work? Like, do you find fantasy football fun? Or, yeah, is it just, or does it just add spice to the to the weekly ongoings? It does both. It, it's, it's something you can use to pass away two hours on a, on a boring Friday at work. Mm. You know what? Like... So what my fantasy team today? It's it's fun like before the first game of the season, and then you just forget. Is what I find. You just forget. To... Oh, I have a notification on my phone. I have an alert on my phone that goes off at one o'clock every Friday. Update your fantasy football team. It's the midweek football, and then I get into loads of trouble. Right. Uh, but so far, Lukaku, Pedro, and Raheem Sterling have kept my team in a good ranking. But apparently, the talking tactics. Team has said, if you got Costa, get rid. Perhaps. Well, especially very briefly before I forget, if you happen to be reading a BBC three, no, sorry, yeah, a BBC three article on um, weird shirt numbers, um, what's it called? Talking tactics managed to squeeze their way into that article. So I'll try and find. <sighs> Lovely. We're moving on up. Kind of. Yeah, it's it's kind of. It's, it's more a credit to. Uh, you remember Kev Tembo? I think he changed his name. But uh, he he oh, yeah, probably, he, yeah, yeah. he added us with. Uh, I th- I think we were talking about shirt numbers. I think there's a podcast called Shirt Numbers Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the winners' um, shirt numbers. Which really is also, can I ask? Gian wearing number three as a striker pisses me off. So I just wanted to just put that out there. <laughs> Does Yo. he wears it as a sign of power? So he goes, "You count to three <laughs> before you lift something heavy. One, two, three. 
And oh. that's why three has special significance. No, 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 no. But you know what? The only reason I like John is that I always want him to score because he has the best celebrations in the world. That's it. So yo, Af- Africa Cup of Nations have the best celebrations. Oh, oh no, 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 I'll give Ghana this, okay? I'll give Ghana this. Even if we're supposed to be rivals, they have amazing celebrations, man, in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Like, their celebrations are That's good. Very, very... If you were a footballer, right, and you're a professional footballer, what kit number would you use? Like, if you had the option to choose? It, no, either zero or zero one. What? <laughs> zero. Mock you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, come on. Do you know how original that is, man? Nobody would ever think of that. It's new, it's different, and also either that or maybe 12, like the 12th man. But no, no, definitely no. You know what's number zero? Because zero one, I like zero one because like that is the very the the, the first, the number one, the, the very the, the first of the prototype is zero I one. Definitely yeah, like yeah. We, we had this conversation before, but we haven't got Carl's answer. So Carl, if you could if you could pick your shirt number, what number would it be? 23 for Jordan because I'm the GOAT. <laughs> this, you know what? You know what? I've changed. D-ball, man. Okay. And, and no one can just take the... That number is sacred. Okay. That, that's MJ's number, man. You can just take it 23 like that, man. Come on. It's a good number, though. It's a good number. A uh, I would... I, I, my, my number is 31. I've changed. 31? Oh, yeah. I, right. was born, I was born on August 31st. So. Ah, very nice. And I, and I think 3-1 looks cool. Reggie Miller. So. Ah, lovely. Anyway. <laughs> well, there you are. That's the podcast, guys. <laughs> um, give your Twitter links. At Hathopot, H-A-V-E-H-O-P-E-H-U-T. At Anchorman616, A-N-K-A-M-A-N-616. I'm at Daniel Taluk. I'm not going to spell it. D-A-N-I-E-L-T-I-L-U-K. You know what? It's weird having one of those names where you have to spell it. If if I'm on the phone to a telemarketer or something like that, I don't even tell them my last name. I spell it. So I'm like Daniel T-I-L-U-K <laughs> to look. Like I'll say it last because it's it's so misspelled every time. But anyway, can't off topic. Um, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. More importantly, follow us on SoundCloud. I think we're trying to get to 100 followers before the end of the month. I think that was the, the stated goal. That I just made up. Uh, so if you could follow us, follow us. Leave some five-star ratings on iTunes. They would be much appreciated. If you leave us a good review, we'll read it. Anything else I'm missing, guys? Just have a good week. Have a good week, guys. Have yeah. a good week. A yeah. great week. Not just a good week, a great week. Talking Texas Podcast. Sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. But always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Later, you nights. Podcast Network.